0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Podcast. I am your host, Leonard Blair. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to Elohor Thomas. Uh, Elohor is the co-founder and CEO of Code CodeLen. She is a Forbes Accelerator Fellow, a member of Forbes The Culture, a 2018 TechCrunch Battlefield alumni, Ooh. and she's won a variety of other entrepreneurship awards and competitions, um, Elle, I'm super grateful and super excited to have you on the show today. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't wait for people to hear about your story and your entrepreneurship journey, especially, you know, we talked a bit before the show, um, and you've already kind of sparked a ton of questions for me, so (laughs) I'm super excited to to tell your story today. Um, How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm doing good, and it's a pleasure to be here today. Um, I admire the work you're doing, so kudos to uh, what you're doing, and then, um, the habit of sharing these stories about what people in our sector is doing. So I like that.
0: Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, you know, to get started, um, you know, I'd love for you to to share a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, what is Lane? I'd love for, for for people to hear a bit about that. And mm-hmm. then we'll go into more of those details
1: later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So CodeLane is um, a SaaS platform. Basically, we have a talent market place. It's way more than that. Um, the purpose of starting the company was to connect, um, I would say to connect youth in Africa generally to global opportunities. We like to say um, jobs beyond borders. We like to say we connect them to their dream jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So um, like I mentioned earlier, if you look at the African continent, we have um, a huge population of, Africa has the youngest population of youth so far. Um, I'm originally from Nigeria. Looking at Nigeria, we have over 60% of our population between the ages of zero and 35, right? Mm-hmm. So they're youth, yeah. they're young, agile people, they're children that are still coming up. But part of our major challenge we have had for years is unemployment. And we don't necessarily see it getting a little less um, or getting a bit better, um, not because, um, majorly because there are not enough opportunities to go around right? So, um, the question becomes how, what happens to the youths? Like, how do we help them? And a typical African family, the youth is responsible for the household because they are the one that's young and agile and then you have to bring in the monies, right? Yeah. So how do we help? How do we help empower these youths? Um, so basically what we do is connect them to job opportunities. We started out connecting techies, techies are generally software engineers, product managers, people in the product teams, basically. Yeah. Um and the likes to opportunity to job opportunities so that's the summary of what we do boys like there's a lot of details to it we help companies pay their salaries seamlessly we've worked with companies from across majorly startups and corporates in africa um, the yes. u.s in europe and uk specifically
0: incredible incredible yeah. um okay so we're going to go more into code ellen in a second um, but yeah. before then, you know, you mentioned you're from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I would love for you for for you to elaborate on that. You know, where where does your story begin?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, where does my story begin? Okay. Um. Yeah. So I've lived in Lagos most of my life. Lagos is like the most busiest city in um, Nigeria. I like to say West Africa, but I don't have the facts right. So <laughs> <laughs> like, like, imagine, the city is so busy. We have traffic and every other thing, but um. Initially, I I grew up, I was born in the southern part of Nigeria, which is where I'm Mm -hmm. from. Um, Yeah. We, I have two siblings, we're all girls, three girls raised (laughs) by my dad. So I had a very interesting childhood. Yeah. Uh, My dad was not so strict, but... Um in a way he always knew how to get you to do what he wanted you to do. <laughs> but I would say that it was a big driver to the successes of achieved to date because yeah. it's the kind of person that we always tell you go for what you want. It was always like we like to call it, it was my hype man. So it was always motivated <laughs> to try to achieve what we want, and then we shouldn't look at um agenda as being um something that limits us from achieving whatever we wanted to do, right? Yeah. So um yeah I grew up um i think high school my interest generally was mostly around I was very good at math arithmetic at the time, basic math yeah. my dad used to teach me, and then so I had the typical childhood um I wanted to be a doctor at some point in my life I wanted to be a teacher <laughs> I feel Like I'm up to the stages now yeah <laughs> right. But then when I finished high school, I settled on mathematics because that was my core strength. Like I was yeah. getting A's and B's in those courses, right? Or subjects like we usually call them. Yeah. So when it was time to go for, um to college, like it's called here, right? I decided to go for industrial mathematics, which is not just pure math, it's like application of mathematics because I like applying whatever it is I know to, um, I like seeing practical things basically. Right. So I did my bachelor's in industrial mathematics. And then uh, when I was done with that, I went for that to, um, my, to having my master's because um so I think in 200 level, in 300 level, we did some courses in coding. So that spiked an interesting me. I was okay. like, okay, oh, about this. Right. Is, this I, in,
0: I, is this in university or is this in high school? Or
1: This was in the university. So oh, that it, awesome. Us, yeah. Yeah. So when I was going for my masters, I decided to be and um, pick a specialization okay. in engineering, right? Yeah. So I did engineering. I did a major in artificial intelligence at the time. So I did more of the coding at the point. and I was like, yes, yeah. yes, I do what I want to do. This is what I want to do, <laughs> you know. So it was interesting. I did that for a while. I think I had a very interesting experience. After I graduated, a friend of mine mm-hmm. called me I was like, "So, Ella, what are you thinking of? What's your job interest?" I was like, hmm, I think I want the kind of job that will allow me to just stay at home, and then I'll just be like typing on my laptop, and the money will keep coming in. <laughs> <laughs> and then he laughed. He was like, "Hello, go and find a real job." But fast forward, I think a year later, I got deeply into coding. I went for I went into a boot camp, and I was working from home. So. Yeah. <laughs> you I found guess, it you found that job i found a job <laughs> so yeah that was how i basically started in my career in tech generally yeah. right um so i joined i worked for a little bit training talents on coding then while i was cooling, i worked with jumia so jumia is like the amazon for africa so i was okay. doing totally unrelated i was doing a source i was a sales consultant while i was schooling so I was, it was more like my first startup experience, but um, yeah. I was really focused on sales. So when I that's, finished the bootcamp, I knew I wasn't going to coding. So that's yeah. when I jumped into tech. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
0: jump real quick. That's super cool yeah. because, like, uh, so as you know, like I my day job is is in tech, and yeah. I'm in kind of sales and partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like super rare, I think, where someone like has like. So that sales experience and the yeah. the coding um, and technical experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, that's like, that's like, a, I, I, I always want to say like, that's a superpower. I,
1: yeah. <laughs> I always tell me I'm a tech, tech entrepreneur. So I feel like yes. for me, I wasn't really, I wouldn't say I'm one of those people that were born entrepreneurs, right? Or mm-hmm. um, my dad was one at the early stage. Okay. When we were younger, but then he gradually went into corporate. He was into banking, went into like the corporate work. So maybe, I like to say, maybe I inherited some DNA from that. <laughs> because it was easy to for me to marry both ideas together. So like I said, I always wanted yeah. to, to see things practically. So I learned mathematics. Mm. I'm like, okay, I want to apply. I loved mathematics. I'm like, I want to apply it. And then when I learned coding, I was like, okay, um, how can this be applied? So I got some experiences working with, um, um, I think my first experience, official experience was with a startup. Um, at Um okay. i wanted to apply it to whatever it was like i like i don't know how to put it but it's like i want to see what i can do with this knowledge that i have you absolutely understand? yeah so that's, yeah. That motivates
0: me. that's super cool um you know on that note so I, you said like you know you don't know if like you were initially an entrepreneur as like a kid like was there like any like when you look back was there like any mm-hmm. like indicators that like you might be an entrepreneur like were you doing like random things like here or there that were entrepreneurial or not uh, even
1: not really but i was always I, I was always someone that picked things that spiked my interest so hmm. at the time i was an athlete in school that was in um, yeah. in basic school right like yeah. i've done many different i'm someone that can easily pick things right i can pick a little of every, really cool. every knowledge so you talk about biology i can tell you what it's about talk about it i know what it's about Boy, if it's yeah. something that really really love, I go in depth into it. So I think that was yeah. my, my love for sciences. Yeah,
0: that's super cool. I um I recently read a, a book. It's like one of my favorite books. Uh, it's called mm-hmm. The Innovators DNA, and it kind of mm-hmm. goes into like you know what, like really like what defines an innovator. And I think it, I think what you said like really kind of taps directly into that. Like yeah. they're able to to see. I say similarities across a variety of different fields oh. and like find the opportunities to bring those together. So, yeah. um, that's, yeah, that's, that's super I, I cool. Right?
1: I'm like I'm, I'm an innovator. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you talk about, uh, being at the startup and, mm-hmm. um, I think you said it's called Jumi's. Um,
1: Jumia, Jumia. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jumia.
0: Yeah. Um, so you know, what was that transition from there to, mm-hmm uh to code land like you know mm-hmm. what what was the, the uh, time I between
1: mm. so interesting story um so we <laughs> drew me <out laughs> at the time so it was basically to make um some extra money uh mm-hmm. because i didn't want to it was i was doing my master's at the time not my bachelor's so i'm like okay i'm a graduate i have a degree i have to use this <laughs> money <laughs> it's not all <so> cool <laughs> of uh, undergraduates um going like working in 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 nigeria let me speak specifically for my country right but i think graduate, right i'm going for a second degree i'm like i should be useful to myself i should be able to contribute for my school fees or something right so (laughs) i was just doing that and then i think i that was when i learned about the culture of entrepreneurship um Mm. because it was a startup to at the time, right? Um, so I learned a little bit of business from that because I was coming from a strictly science engineering background, right? For sure. And then, so with the when I figured out I wanted to focus on coding, um, I then got a job with a startup. So I was the only software engineer in the startup, right? Oh wow, yes, it was just me. It was not a very yeah. big deal, it was a small one. So what was what was the startup? It, it was a it was a UK Nigerian startup. Okay, right. So I was the first technical staff they had, software engineer at the time. So I had a very interesting experience that also led me to what I'm doing now with Kudlin, right? So my boss comes um, Monday and is like, okay, hello, we feel like it's time to increase the team size. We're trying to hire someone. but And that was like my very first experience, official experience. I've done geeks in the past as a software engineer. And I was like, okay, we need (laughs) to hire someone senior to you. So we need to hire uh, a senior engineer but you're yeah. going to be the whole process of recruitment.
0: So, <laughs> so for me, you were hiring your, the- your manager.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. Wow. So I was like, at the time, I had like less than one year of experience, and he's telling me to hire someone <laughs> of over five years of experience. Because he couldn't do it. He doesn't know how to handle of text- <laughs> yeah. Right? He doesn't even know what to ask. And he assumes that okay, lot would know it. So I was, I panicked, and then I think something that helped me was I had this community of senior engineers. I had mentors, you know, that I met in the boot camp and everything. So I went, went to Google. I was searching, okay, what are the skills that a full stack engineer should have? Full stack (laughs) engineer with five years experience. It was that bad, and then I went to my friends. So it was kind of like, you know, how startups are like, it's urgent. So we have to start receiving cvs now so i'm like okay we start receiving cvs now it means that in the next five days i should be doing interviews i need yeah. to know the right <laughs> questions to be asking because i'm representing the company too right so absolutely
0: if,
1: if i can't present world well or present the company world well to the people that they want to hire the prospective employees it's gonna look some type of way to them they'll be like this company is not serious so i had to ask yeah. my friends and then i got a lot of details and i was like okay so i managed to do it successfully i got uh, (laughs) our second hire it was i think he had up to six years experience incredible but i did (laughs) so i think that was that So i'll come back to that story yeah but then um so i feel like so i was strictly doing coding and then there was this time my sister came home and she got me a flash it's like um you I think you should check this out. It's um something about tech, like they always throw tech things at me because I'm like the tech in the house. Yeah. <laughs> My sister, one is an accountant, the other is a lawyer. So I'm like, okay, interesting <laughs> event. I like to go. So I went for the event. So apparently it was con- it was an event by Mest Africa. Mest Africa is an accelerator in Ghana. So okay. I went to the event and I and, and we had like startup founders pitching. So I think there were like uh, more than 10 of them. So this person comes. It was not really elevated it was like three minutes speech. say some very interesting stories with some beautiful slides behind him and it's like this is what we do this is what we're looking to was like wow i was so impressed every single idea was like top-notch i was like this guy this person oh, is using i could awesome. see that they were using technology to solve business across different sectors transportation fin- finance at the time because i didn't have the knowledge about fintech and was not you know e-commerce yeah. and everything i was like wow and I told myself, one day I'm going to be on the stage pitching.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I, had
1: no idea. I had no idea that time.
0: <laughs> yeah. What year was this?
1: Oh, so this was in 2017. This was okay. In
0: 2017. Awesome. Yeah.
1: So I said, okay, um, I need to find out about this program. So at the end of the, the pitches, they were like, this is what we do. Na-na-na. You have to apply to get in. It's, like, it's as difficult as getting into Harvard. You know, the story is <laughs> that. <laughs> so I did it and um interested i got into the accelerator but amazing college the challenge was i've never traveled outside of my country and um the program was supposed to be in ghana ghana is um ghana is 45 minutes away from nigeria by flights right so not yeah. that well um it would have been my first time it was my first time traveling out of of my home country Yeah. and then i was going to be there for a year Without official pay, because it's an accelerator, nobody's going to pay you. You're forming your own idea and whatnot. <laughs> yes. The aim was that everything gets gets paid for your food and everything, transportation. You get this stipend at the end of the one year program. The investor, they are from San Fran, the owners of this accelerator. They could choose to invest in you or not. So it wasn't a hundred percent sure thing. Yes. So my biggest challenge was how to go to Daddy and say, "I'm leaving my job that is paying me so well. I'm <laughs> traveling away from this country." and i'm going all the way to this country and i'm not even going to get paid so it's like it didn't make business sense it wasn't just for for my siblings like how do you explain it so that's another podcast but at the end of the day i succeeded in convincing them so they gave me the girl i I don't feel i convinced my dad he probably was like okay Ghana is not far if anything happens we just go and get her (laughs) 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 <laughs> that's <It was> hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so you know how parents can be and then I'm a lady you're like, can yeah. you if you know this kind of thing it's your first time traveling so I yeah. went and then so for me it was a do or die affect. I mean not not um, literally do or die right. but <laughs> I have points to prove right so I was like I have to come yeah. home with I have to come home with the funding so I did <laughs> all I could I met pretty amazing people Dexter yeah. the Felicia. later became my co-founders and then when we were ideating on what to work on i could i related back to that experience i had with the startup when i had to Mm. hire i was like guys even with my technical knowledge i had no idea how to hire a senior person there's limits to this imagine someone that had no technical experience at all and then for one year we were in a tech ecosystem ecosystem of the 10 startups i told you about more than 10 at the time i think there were over 50 startups in the um it's more yeah. like a community right so we saw startups struggling to hire engineers and we're like guys wow who found founders is they are all software engineers as well so we all have a background in engineering yeah exactly like, so, so so to some extent we had more knowledge about hiring or about engineering instead not necessarily hiring unlike most of the people that were trying to start up a business, who could be business people or what's not from different backgrounds. So we're like, okay, how wh- how can we possibly help these um, founders? And in so doing, we are all from Africa, but different countries. I'm the only one from Nigeria. Two of them are from Kenya in East Africa. And one yeah. person from Ivory Coast, which is the French-speaking part of West Africa. So we're yeah. like, okay. And then we related our various experiences and we saw that they were kind of similar, right? How can we help you? We've all been in the job process like trying wow. to get it what's not employed before you know how can we yeah. help fellow youths like us techies like us access jobs or get access to jobs jobs that we enjoy doing you know so and um, that was how calling came about so i mean we this is a- at
0: the accelerator
1: yes like, yes so okay, at the end yeah. of, before the end of i think three months before the end of the accelerator was when we finalized the idea because you have to do a detailed market research and what's not but yeah that we got the funding <laughs> oh okay great <laughs> so i didn't have to go back to explain to my family <laughs> so which was good but then that was just only just when the whole um i would say like it became real that's when it became real you know yeah like, you can find we have to have actual users we have to have like revenue coming in you know and what's not we have to be very innovative so competitors don't yeah. come and keep us out of the markets you know so i i would say that that's where we really when we really started the business so it was officially in 20 sometime in 2018 in ghana and yeah. then we've been through a lot of process right now we are in three countries we're in ghana we and nigeria and in, in the u.s like i mentioned i'm currently working on an expansion in the u.s i've been here i've been working on it since 2021 we have some amazing products that we are launching pretty soon and it's been an exciting and challenging journey but i'm yeah. loving it
0: <laughs> that's incredible um okay so i have a couple of questions that first mm-hmm. What was your dad's response when you finally got that funding?
1: <laughs> OK, there's this thing. Something you have to know about African parents. They will never tell you that you are correct. Like, there's no way you would have told me, men or women, they will never tell you, you were right, my child. Mm-mm, nobody does that. They're like, oh, you got it. OK, 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 that's the end of it. They don't want to admit that they were wrong, or that their worries, their concerns was <laughs> valid no 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 so it was what well, it was it was really it was a validation for him so i feel like um throughout my childhood even when i was growing up right he always he,
0: yeah
1: he, he doesn't want to limit us he, he never really wanted to limit us it's like okay what do you want to do you tell him he's like no 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 i don't think it should be done this way do it this way but if you insist you'll be like okay maybe there's something there's a reason she's insisting it will let you have your way But God helps you if it goes wrong. (laughs) For the rest of your life, you keep hearing, "I told you so," "I told you so," "I told you so." But if it goes right, you just just not hear anything. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's
0: awesome.
1: Okay, it was was very good.
0: That's that's incredible. Uh, Okay, so after you got the, you know, you got the funding Mm -hmm. at the end of the program, you know what was what was your next step from there did you all immediately like go do you start fundraising even more or did you start building a product trying to Mm try to test the market or or what
1: yeah so basically it was the funding was mostly um we had a point where we just had an idea and an MVP, very basic, more like a prototype so we had to build the real product so of course it was a tedious one year we all went to our various countries (laughs) <laughs> i think we went away for like two or three weeks i can't remember and then we came back yeah. to set up so i lived in ghana for a little over two years because i had to be with my team managing things and then i moved when we had to expand to nigeria right yeah so um that was really when the work started we faced the market so i think one of the challenges we faced was um because we all have a background in engineering we assumed and we we did our market research we spoke to our users we just assumed we had an idea of what the product should look like because engineers mm. are usually fast to build. Ah, I know what they're looking for. Let's just build it. So we built our first, um, I would say, version one of the product, took it to the market, and then um, it hit us that our product was too complicated, right? Mm. So the, you, the UX, the user experience was not so great. Yeah. Um, Watching people struggle to use the product, we just rebuilt it from what we had in our head, so it was like too complex for them. So, at the end of the day, you need to realize that if you're solving a problem, you have to make it easily accessible. If the user has Mm -hmm. to struggle to use your product, they will drop out at certain points. So, so I've worked, I think that was one of the first mistakes we made. We had to go back and simplify the product, I would say, not necessarily rebuild. So, simplify, make it very simple and direct for users to know that. basically assume that the users are babies. They don't want to stress themselves. Just (laughs) do whatever it is you want to do to make that that experience easy for them. So we did that. And then, so we faced different challenges at different, um, I'll say different stage of the business. So we grew, we started out as a community. While we're building the product, we're forming the community, growing the database. Um yeah. and the goal was we all had communities in our various countries. So it was easier than our community. We started this cool, cool new thing. You guys check it out. We can provide help you gain access to your next job, right? So we got yeah. I think our first two years we got like six thousand talents on the platform, it was super fast.
0: Wow, are these yeah. like all developers, or did did people not know how to develop before mm-hmm. coming into this? Or
1: no developers. So that was the
0: community. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so the developers. Okay. So we had, yeah, we had, um, uh, we had bootcamps. We had, um, we had, uh, awesome. hackathons. so we got sponsorship. We've worked with Microsoft, we've worked with, yeah. we've worked with Cloudinary in the U.S. So we do like, um, hackathons and bootcamps. That's incredible. They, yeah. The talent gets to use their product and then it gets, gives some, gets cash reward. I think there was one we also did where the, um, the participants were giving money, 10k, USD 15k USD to grow it as a business the ideas as a business so it was wow. really a lot of heavy lifting in terms of the talent space when we first started yeah <laughs> you have to do that to keep both sides of the market so after doing that and building the product or simplifying the product we now went ahead to say, okay, we need to get the um, demand side, right? So let's go to the companies and say, okay, we have this talent. We also have mm-hmm. our in-house process of validating the skill. That's something that was of importance to the companies, right? Yeah. validating that they have this right set of skills. So we built a, a product. We currently have a patent for it that does that for us, validates their skills using algorithms, quizzes, project business. Wow. So it was That's easy. Awesome. We're, give, we're assuring them that we're giving them quality talent that have been verified. We want to go ahead, yeah. and, them, go ahead and test them. So we then moved to the part when, I think that was in, in late, mid-2019, we started business, I can say officially in January, right? Because we started mm-hmm. late November, but it was mostly product. So late-2019, what we started doing is going to reach out to companies to hire from us. And then COVID hits. It was not a problem for us. Like I said, that was when we saw the opportunity to expand beyond just the African continent. We got yeah. requests from people in U.K. We got requests from people in the U.S. We got requests from specifically in Europe, France, Germany. People were looking to hire That's from That's incredible. You know, so we're like, this is an opportunity. So, yeah. once the was over, another thing that helped us, we got into another accelerator. It's called Starter in New York. So yeah they help like international founders soft landing in the us so that was the drive for us So We went over there did some market research gather some data and then we are currently b- growing the business we currently have clients in that market so wow. at different stages it's just it's always been a stage we are the point now where we are looking to raise our seed round right yeah and then we are launching a new product soon uh, which we allow um companies or we mostly work with startups and some corporates right companies to easily pay their talents in Africa. So it's called Pay. So that's a product we are working on. One thing we've realized in our space is you're yeah. always innovating. You know you have to keep innovating so you can meet the needs of your your users and also so your competitors do not come and like kick you <laughs> on the market, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So currently where we are at now we are fundraising, we are expanding the business um specifically in the U.S. For now, we're looking to other markets eventually. Um, yeah, that's mostly it.
0: <laughs> that's incredible. Like, I'm like, I'm like blown away by like this story. Like, so, I, I, you know what? One question I have. Yeah. I have an idea, but, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the long-lasting impact that you want Codeland to have?
1: Yeah. So, for us, like I mentioned earlier, um, the overall the overall aim for starting the company was to help um, people in, in youths specifically. Um, and yeah. I explained this, explain this earlier because from where we are from, the youths are mostly the ones that are in charge of like the income of the family. So the people that yeah. are youths can be within a certain um, age range, right? But people that are old are supposed to be resting, right? Or in yeah. retirement. So to get that age gap, to get to get th- that those set of people access to job opportunities, be it in their local country, in their local continent, um, or be it beyond um, their continent. For example, we have Nigerian engineers working for companies in South Africa. It doesn't have to be limited to the West and the, and Africa itself. We have um, com- um, companies that are hiring from us from across UK, US, Europe, right? And also right. So it's basically for us, it's basically Jobs Without Borders for um use in emerging markets, right? So right now we start with engineering because, well, that's our 40, but we are looking to scale it into other jobs. So basically jobs that can be done remotely. If a talent chooses to relocate, that's really up to them. We provide support for that, but giving people access to jobs that they can be that can be done in their convenience, right? So yeah. we, that definition of convenience is for them. Right. So we are just like the facilitator in between. And then we have beyond that. Um, so that's your viral vision. Right. Basically, beyond that, it's really about connecting people to opportunity or youth to opportunity. I love that. It's job right now, it could be something else later in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned Jobs Without Borders. I know you guys mm-hmm. currently have an Indiegogo campaign um, oh, yeah. on Jobs Without Borders. I'd mm-hmm. love for you to speak about mm-hmm. that.
1: Yes, yes. So it's basically what we've been doing for a while. We feel like we need to give more to the community, right? Um, before COVID lockdown, uh, we had a lot of opportunities. With We worked with a lot of corporates, like I mentioned. But those activities have slowed down because people are looking into different um, um, companies, specifically some of them are holding up. They don't really have a budget for things like that. So what we are thinking is um, beyond just providing this... Um, candidates with jobs how can we um, help them to gain other opportunities in the region so we say jobs without borders but it's basically opportunities for youths that are idle or youths that are looking to scale up to the next level because the higher they go the more the younger ones keep attaining, attaining um, different levels so that's something we are trying to achieve we want to push uh we want to push our community beyond just coding itself right yeah. push our community the community of youths connect them with opportunities opportunities that can they can be doing from their local country or opportunities that can be done beyond borders basically like i shouldn't be limited by, by the fact that i'm in a certain city That's or awesome. in a certain, certain country i shouldn't be limited to opportunities to that within that country or within that city because at the end of the day there's not a lot enough to go around right so can we connect a talent in um i don't know even if it's the gambia to opportunities in south yeah. africa in um, senegal like you said so opportunity in france because yeah so whatever wherever there is opportunity so we are trying to we are raising we are um doing the campaign to raise funds to get um to get these opportunities sealed we are speaking to a couple of companies we are looking at a lot of partnerships right so for this we don't necessarily need to make money from it we just want to connect them to opportunities and get them yeah
0: that's that's super cool okay Mm -hmm. so um you know you've been doing you've been running codeland for a while now mm-hmm. um you know what's probably i guess what i'm what I'm asking is what's been your most favorite project or like success mm-hmm. story or I, mm-hmm. I I'd love to hear from you on that
1: mm-hmm. we've had so many um mm, success stories projects projects i I'll say that this this particular project we're working on jobs that but that's really personal to me. Mm-hmm. um mostly because sometimes i get the opportunity to get direct f- feedback from the talents we're working we're working with like it's something as little as connecting them to a job that is paying them or granting them the opportunity to um provide or contribute to the household income and then yeah. I have people messaging me i have people texting me i have people calling me thank you for the opportunity if not for calling we would not have gotten this opportunity so it's like are helping them helping them kickstart their career for those that are just starting. And then for those that are senior, helping them see that there's prospects beyond where they are right now to what they want to achieve, you know. Yeah. that was one interesting project they were working on. We had one we did sometime. This was in Kenya, I think, before COVID. It was really, it was the one we did with Microsoft. So what they did was, um, naturally, you would pay for, it was a, a program with Azure, I think Azure. Yeah, you pay for the course, and then but then they got trainers to train our candidates in Kenya. They got trained, and then they got the opportunity to write the exam for free. So things like that, it it makes up for the fact that we have so many talents. We might not be able to match all of them to jobs immediately, So yeah. giving you an opportunity to obscure that would um eventually get you that job that you want to get. So it's not just about just the jobs alone. And then yeah. for. Stories I have had, or we generally as the company, we've had, we've had a couple. um, But I think one thing that excited me the most was I got interested in Senegal. The car, yeah, awesome. (laughs) My sisters in the car. Yeah, you (laughs) guys. That was, I think, in 2020. That was my first official award i received right oh, wow. <laughs> imagine a winner of the year so it was an <laughs> exciting moment for me because yes. like, okay it's like proof that all the work you've been doing somebody or people not just somebody right now people yeah. are in this right and then um they are awarding you for for the things you've done so initially my how do I put it? My what makes me feel good is when I get feedback from these people that we are helping, and then yeah. what keeps me going in times when I'm sad is when I remember why I started. So the fact that someone or a group of people recognized what we are doing and gave us an award it was like, okay, maybe we're not doing so bad after all. You know? Like, <laughs> what so <book> concept
0: <laughs> that's, now, that's
1: incredible. a fighting moment for me personally, yeah,
0: yeah. I I love that. Um, I'm like. I'm like eating this whole story. I'm like, I, I love this. Like your story is the exact, you know, reason I've, I started this podcast because I think, you know, really the, the stories that I want to tell are ones where, you know, we can see entrepreneurs, business owners, creators, founders, whatever, like impact their communities through, um, you know, through whatever, you know, they're creating and, you know, you and your team are a hundred percent doing that. Um, okay. So, you mentioned that you all are raising your seed round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess mm-hmm. my first question out of that is how much are you raising? And then my second question is um, you know, what does you know the rest of the year look like for you? For, mm-hmm. I guess for you and your team for co for Code Light.
1: Yeah, so um for a seed round, uh what we're raising right now is 1.2 million. Awesome. Um yes, um to take us to the next level um in terms of our product, in terms of uh the partnerships and expansions we are trying to get, and specifically also for um, sales and marketing, yeah. right? So, like I mentioned, we have some exciting products we are launching this year. So one we've completed is called Clyde. So that's the platform I told you we have a patent for. So we are going to launch it as a white label solution to companies that are looking to test the coding skills of their talent, right? That's so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And then secondly, for coding pay, like I mentioned, so Um, That was basically out of uh, need we saw. So we had, um, like I mentioned, we have our talents in Africa working for companies across Um, some of our, for some of our clients, they struggle to do cross border payments to certain um, countries. And then for the engineers, the fees to collect their salaries, the charges are high from the fintech platforms they're using. So our our major um, aim was to try and solve it for both parties. And we finally came up with this solution, which is very exciting. This product we should be launching sometime in early June, guys. Right? So okay. So bent on Q1, we have to meet meet up our target. So we are launching it. Yes. This, sorry, Q2. We are launching in this quarter. Um, so that's something very exciting, and we are looking to push this product um, um, effectively. Hopefully, get it to the right um, audience uh, within the year. But way beyond that. Um, if you're talking about the plans we have for the company, like I mentioned, having our vision in mind is also to expand across markets and not just expand, but expand with reason, right? So we got interest, yeah. like I mentioned, from Europe, from UK, from US, but we choose to start with the US because first we got, you always need a, a soft learning. So we've got soft learning from an accelerator, like starting with that, grow the business to a certain level, hire the right team to manage it there, and then expand into a new market. Um, yeah of course you need funding for distance right <laughs> <laughs> of course but, um, so those are the plans we have and then for the product we're just growing expanding our reach beyond we are looking at doing this for me personally i don't just want to be the. i want to be the global company right yeah. so i want to be the company where the impact can be felt globally right not just yeah. for plans for um using the emerging markets how can we help them unemployment is a global issue Right, we are starting with this market because we have an understanding of this market. This is where we are from, We really want to grow this beyond just Africa. This is
0: uh, again, like I'm, I'm blown away. Like y'all are doing so much. Like you're killing it. Like you're Thank not you. just doing a lot, but you're like you're doing it with excellence. Like that's <laughs> like a, a great combo. Um, Thank. my question. Out of that is like, what do you like what do you do for fun? Like, like what do you do outside? Like what do you do outside of code code like it's like you're you're on top of you. you're killing it.
1: Okay. So I'll speak for myself. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> my co-founders, we all have different things we do for fun but like not just walk or code, 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 no. We try to have work life balance. My team was in, yeah. in New York with me in November, so they all came around um, and for tans- awesome. Thanksgiving in November last year. So, yes. New York tour and everything it was exciting having them around. Um, so yeah, I do a lot of things, don't be surprised. Um, so I, one interesting dimension is I've climbed five mountains don't don't say anything mountains can be some can be classified as rocks so <laughs> i don't know the height but i've climbed five of those things you get me so i love hiking right as I'm That's great. So, i love i love traveling i've been to i think nine countries currently i'm still i'm just have to do a startup and be traveling so for now <laughs> you know <laughs> so I love Absolutely. Traveling hiking i love movies i think i feel like mostly just love movies so yeah, yes so sometimes i do movies on fridays but um yeah i really like being around cool people like around my friends i'm um, the person that has fun at home or outside yes. the place with people that are very dear to me so it could be outside it could be a picnic it could be in the house so that's another thing i love doing but yeah I, sometimes i just explore like i'm playing frisbee for the first time on sunday
0: so oh, that's yeah,
1: I keep asking myself, when they throw the thing, I hope it doesn't like cut through your throat or something. Because <laughs> I've never done it before. So I love exploring things like that. So we'll see, fingers crossed. That's
0: super cool. I got to hear how, how that goes. Um Okay, so my next question, Um, you know, as I'm listening to you, your mm-hmm. story, y- your entrepreneurial story, the company mm-hmm. story, all of it is super inspiring. And I, I know it's inspiring to... Um, to to young women, young men, uh, uh, not just like in Africa or in New York or in Nigeria or in Ghana or Dakar, like, but I, I, I like you have like a a phenomenal story. Um, from that, I guess I want to know, you know, what advice do you have for for that younger entrepreneur um, or even like I almost want to I almost want to ask you what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, We're like because. I don't know if every entrepreneur know th- knows that they're going to be an entrepreneur yeah. um, when they're, when they're much younger. So I guess what advice would you, would you give for your younger self?
1: I would say take risk. Cause I feel like there are opportunities that I would have, um, that are taking me to the next level general in life. that I did not uh, venture into because of fear or too much worry about what would be, you know? Yeah. So I think that's something I would tell my younger self, take risks. I mean, like, risks you have to think about the risks like (laughs) but (laughs) take take some risks that that can be accounted for right now tell myself yeah
0: that's that's awesome
1: yeah so for um upcoming entrepreneurs um i feel like people think that entrepreneurship is 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 not necessarily easy it's not necessarily difficult so don't expect it to be like a bed of roses or so easy peasy. So understand that at different levels in your entrepreneurial journey, you would face different challenges. The challenges we are facing now are way different from the challenges we're facing when we started. When we started, yeah. we like, oh, we need to validate like proof of concept. We need to get more users. We need to, you know, after getting a certain level of users, we're like, oh, we need to get revenue, we're almost running out of funding, you know. And then we got got yeah. like, the point where we are expanding the business right so and then don't expect it to be easy remember that there are times you i can tell you i have i have wept (laughs) so (laughs) high i've wept i've gotten like so excited at different things there are times when but the interesting. i don't know if this is everybody's experience there have been more low low times than high times Right, mm-hmm. not to say that the high yeah. times don't count, but whenever it comes, we always yeah. celebrating it. So that's that's the kind of journey you expect from entrepreneurship, right? And then when those times come, when the low times come, what keeps me going, like I said before, is I always remember why I started. Right, mm-hmm. so you should. I believe that whatever business you want to venture into, you have to have a good reason to go into it. So yeah. uh, it could be something that happened to you in the past, maybe a family member. It could be your passion to solve this problem that you have identified, right? Yeah. But for me, um, what keeps me going is the fact that I know that, okay, I started this thing because, I mean, I just told you my story. You know where I was coming <laughs> from? <Yeah. laughs> and the obstacles, but way beyond that, it was because I knew that I wanted to solve problems with the knowledge that I had, right? I wanted to solve problems mm-hmm. with the knowledge that I had. Beyond that, I remember that there are people depending on us, right? We have a community that's depending on us to yeah. connect them to their next opportunity. And beyond us, just the people, they have families at home that probably are relying on them for daily income and whatnot. not. So it's yeah. beyond just me. It's about the chain of people that I'm affecting by the impact that I'm creating. Yeah. And so sometimes when things don't go the way I want and I feel down, I just remember, okay, don't you think you need to motivate yourself? Like, this is why you started already. And then I remind myself of the successes that I have had, you know, like, okay, if I could have done this, I did this, I did that, I can do this. And then if this opportunity doesn't come, it's fine. I'll go for the next one and the next one and the next one. So resilience is important. You can't be on a yeah. for resilience. You won't survive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's incredible. Um, yeah. That's incredible. Okay. I asked you a similar question to this earlier. Um, I'm just, I'm going to ask it in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to see how I want to see your answer to this. Um, yeah. but you know, in 10 years, um, where is Code l n yeah. Um, you know, what what it, what is the company mm-hmm. like when you you know close your eyes and you dream mm-hmm. about you know 10 years from now mm-hmm. in your company, wh- where is it? Um
1: uh, ten years <laughs> we have to eat global at that time. I <laughs> think it's a Right. So spreading that impact beyond just um the continent where they are now. So I mean I speak more about the engineers in Africa, but it's way beyond that. We also have the startups that are struggling to hire that we are helping. We are helping them push their product to markets. We are helping them get raise that funding yeah. that they need. So that is also impact on its own so spreading our impact beyond just um the continents where we are represented um growing the company into the size that we wanted to be at that time uh um, yeah. we, we must have gotten in some certain amount of money but beyond that it's really about getting close to the vision that we had set when we started the company right um how many people have we want to we want to be able to measure numbers like how many people are we connected to jobs, how many people are we connected to opportunities that have indirectly led to jobs? You know, how many people have we helped with payments with the new platform we are working with? What's the um what are we doing for our various communities? Yeah, just Africa for other emerging markets, how are we helping them solve this problem of unemployment? You know, so it's it's how close are we to the aim. Or the goal we set for ourselves when we started, so the company is going to be five years in December, right? How close we are to that goal, so it's going to be 15 years. Wow, That's going to be- <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, L, this has been a phenomenal conversation. <laughs> like, um, I'm like, I, I think I'm like, uh, honestly, a bit mind blown. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like. I think I'm like super, super touched by this conversation as well because um, I, I, like, really love the vision that you all are having for this company. And the reason I say that, I think a lot of times, I think entrepreneurs are um, are looking to build a business mm-hmm. for themselves, um, mm-hmm. or to get you know whatever that return is, whether it's to get mm-hmm. the. Celebrity from entrepreneurship to get the money from entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like whatever whatever would that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, add-ons. Say- <laughs> I think those things are add-ons. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, like like those things are like you said. Those things are add-ons, and mm-hmm. you know, you y'all are really building a, a company that's that's impact first, mm-hmm. um, and that's like community driven, um, and like. You you just killing it like like I I love it like I, I'm like yeah, I'm I'm like super blown away by this. Um, I guess my my final question for you, how can people um get connected to you, get
1: mm-hmm. connected
0: to Code Lin, um get connected whether you know as you all are raising funding, how mm-hmm. can VCs get in touch? Um, yeah, I, I'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah, so I will say my favorite platform is LinkedIn. So I'm easily accessible via LinkedIn. Uh, We also have our website, um, kodlin.com, where we have all our products. And our official email is info at kodlin.com. We reply fast. So for partnership, we're looking for partners, we're looking for investors, we're looking for basically anyone that wants to work with us, right? Um, If you're looking to hire as well, we're looking for clients. We're looking for collaborations that would benefit. I mean, both parties, right? So you can reach out to us by email, or feel free to reach out to me directly via LinkedIn um, or any of the team members, basically. But yeah, we are readily available to discuss.
0: Incredible. Okay, I'll link all that below. I'll like go. I'll find all those links and make sure I <laughs> I, I link them uh, all below wherever people are listening to the the show. Um, but L, um, all in all, thank you so much. This again, was an incredible conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for, for people to hear it. Um, but also, um, thank you. Thank you and your team for, for running the business the way that you are and, and, and really striving to make that impact in, in what you're doing. Like, that's really what it's all about. And I like my, I know I get on my wife's nerves. I, all the time I'm sitting here talking to her about businesses and I'm like, no the businesses have the wrong focus like they need to be focused on making the impact and then all the everything else will come with it like, yeah. so i feel like i like i get I get on her nerves like preaching the same thing all the time but like um you know this is yeah like i said i i mean i'm extremely touched by the conversation so thank you
1: thank you too thank you so much <laughs>